As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. I'm here to tell you about Bowl & Branch Sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl & Branch Sheets get softer with every wash. They're made from the rarest organic cotton and designed to get softer over time. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order with code BUTTERY. So head to bollandbranch.com today. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Good morning or afternoon or evening or whatever time you're listening to this in your ears. Uh, my name is Lucy Vine and this is the Hot Mess Clubhouse where we celebrate funny women. This series is all about funny writers and this is a particularly special episode of the Clubhouse this week because I speak to not one but three funny authors. Firstly, we have Daisy Buchanan, author of a few books, the latest of which is The Sisterhood, a gorgeous, hilarious memoir about growing up as the eldest of six girls. She's one of my favourite writers in the world, as is number two in the lineup, Aisha Malik. She's a hilarious and uplifting writer, and her recent novel, This Green and Pleasant Land, is just so moving and beautiful. Thirdly, we have the genuinely brilliant Rosie Walsh, international best-selling badass author of astonishing and clever novel, The Man Who Didn't Call. Uh, we talk about their books, as well as subjects such as being a dick, uh, crying over reviews, and laughing at yourself. Oh, and be warned, there is a really intense anus joke in there, courtesy of Daisy. So, yeah. These are three extraordinary women, so I hope you enjoy this. We recorded it as a live event at Waterstones Gower Street in the summer, so do forgive the audience noises. Thanks! Thank you so much for being here, you all look wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. I also look wonderful. And <laughs> <laughs> wearing ASOS maternity. <laughs> <laughs> I feel really good. <laughs> I would love it if you guys would just tell everybody here a little bit about your books. Daisy, do you want to start? Hello. Um, my book that is behind me is called The Sisterhood, a love letter to the women who shaped me. Um, it is a memoir, but it's also a book about the relationships that women have with each other. I'm the eldest of uh, six girls. I've got five little sisters, and they are the only women I'm killful and the only women I have ever wanted to kill. <laughs> so I've written as widely as I could about how I think it's 
interesting the way that women are compared, the way we you know love each other and hate each other, but also the conversations that we're having around feminism. Where it was like you just must love each other and be nice, and if you hate each other, you're a bad feminist. And like you can you can love women without liking every single one of them. Um, and it's um, described as if. Um, Phoebe Willowbridge of uh, Fleabag wrote um, a Nancy Mitford book. Um, <laughs> Amazing. It's all true. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Aisha? Um, so my book, um, The Screen and Pleasant Land, is about a Muslim family living in a very English village, think West Dorset. The main character, Bilal, or Bill, as he's known, obviously. Um, <laughs> he's kind of removed from his culture and his um, faith. He sees himself as very English. And then his mum is dying and um, she fears for his soul. Um, She wants him to reclaim his identity as a Pakistani, as a Muslim. And on her deathbed, she asks him to build a mosque in this village. And he, foolishly, um, out of guilt, decides to try and give it a go with um, somewhat disastrous consequences. (laughs) Hi, Uh, it's a story of Sarah, divorcing woman of nearly 40, um, who believes that in Eddie, she's met uh, met the love of her life, only for him to completely disappear. And while all of her friends convinced that, you know, she's, um, to uh, use the the youth speak, been ghosted, um, she's convinced that there is a more sinister reason for his disappearance. And so she goes off in search of him. And of course, there is a more sinister reason for his disappearance, because this is a book. Obviously, in 1997. <laughs> <laughs> if your phone's not ringing, it's because he isn't interested. However, in my book, there is a reason. No, there is a reason. He's always dead when he doesn't stop. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. They're all absolutely wonderful, wonderful, complicated, clever, triggering books. And they're also very different, but I do think the thing that links them all is how warm and funny they all are. Um, so I wanted to ask you guys about funniness. Um, do you consider yourself funny women? I think I'm funny because it's very easy to make me laugh. I'm very, very easily entertained. I spend quite a lot of time laughing. And I do sometimes make myself laugh, but the bar is so low. (laughs) A few days after we met, my uh, now life partner told me, you're different from all of the other women because you're a dick. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be with you forever. (laughs) Does that mean you're funny? I think so, because I said, obviously, please, please expand, <laughs> I think. And he said, well, he said, my sister could just could never really cope with his ex, because she, she just wasn't silly enough. And he said, but you're really silly, you're a dick. <laughs> and so from that, I extrapolated, you're hilarious. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I fall back on when I think I'm really... You know, obviously, when you're at a party and you're like, wow, God, everyone's so funny, and I'm so not. I remember my boyfriend saying, oh, you're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> and it being a really good positive That thing. is definitely a <laughs> yeah. But do you think, Friends of Valley, do you think growing up, you would have, they would have described you as funny? <laughs> I don't think so. I was a really morbid child. Were you? Yeah, really morbid child. E.G.? Um, just, just used to write really kind of morbid stories and poems and depressing shit. <laughs> I bet they were funny, and, though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, love. Um, and I think, yeah, I think comedy kind of brought me out of my morbidity, just mm-hmm. laughing at things. What about you, Daisy? I think when you've got a big family and a load of sisters, the humour is a, it's a survival tool and a weapon. But something that I always really loved and appreciated was because we were all girls together, we never sort of had to be 
girly. So we could all just be so, so, so relaxed. You know, anything could be said. Anything was fair game if it made someone laugh. And quite often it was just like falling down the stairs and farting. But like I said, the bar was low. I think it's realising as well that you can't be funny, I don't think, if you sort of are very earnest and take yourself very seriously and if you really want to be perceived in a certain way. And because my sisters all... um, Can I say chip the piss? Took the yes. piss out of me <laughs> all the time, and I did then. I was really desperate to be sort of perceived as being quite serious <laughs> and adult, and you different and special. And then it was when I got over myself and realised that when you have a sense of humour about yourself, yeah. the world is much easier. And I think that mm. there's a way of finding out having a sense of humour about yourself can really, in a good way, toughen you up and yeah. give you a bit of resilience. You know, life is life is long and hard and tough, but it is also hilarious. And if you're always looking for the funny moments, mm-hmm. it's just a joy. And Daisy's going to be answering all the questions from now on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Daisy, yours is a memoir, obviously. Do you think that's harder or maybe easier to be funny when you're writing about your own life? It's the Nora Ephron, you know, you slip on the banana skin, you make it your story, mm. you author it. Um, having dabbled a bit in stand-up, I've learned that, because when I did it, I was like, you have to be telling a, a true story here, right? You can't, you can't <laughs> make it up. But then learning you can there are ways of making things funnier and the truth of the feeling and the truth of the moment mm. is still there but you do want to structure a story in a way that it has a better punchline I did give my sister's full copy approval I was going to ask anything mm. and there's a bit where um, <laughs> we're all telling each other the rudest jokes that we could think of um, are you ready for a rude joke boys and girls yeah. <laughs> it's quite rude what's the difference between oral and anal sex <laughs> oral sex makes your day Anal sex makes your whole week. (laughs) 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 It took a second, but I got there. (laughs) So that's in the book. Great, great. Um, So Aisha. (laughs) Anal sex? Yeah. There's loads of that. No, there isn't. Um, Because I wanted to ask as well, you obviously have several protagonists, and you mentioned Bill. Yeah. Um, Was it easy to write from the male perspective as well? Is that interesting? Yeah, I didn't really think didn't think too much about it to be honest um I just went with the character where the character took me I didn't worry too much I mean I've written in the perspective of a white priest sure um (laughs) a a white woman in her 60s um as well as a as an Asian man um and um I just kind of I just kind of create I think of the characters and who they are and then I get some people to do some sensitivity reading as well because that can always be helpful because you don't want to you know muck it up. But basically um, you're just super talented, is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all it's all a fluke. No, it's not. It's all a fluke. She's so talented, don't listen to her. Because <laughs> really you also had a um, a male voice in Eddie. How was he to write? Was that fun? Well, the ending just wouldn't work and wouldn't work and wouldn't work and wouldn't work and then I tried killing Sarah off. Oh god. <laughs> and, then, and then killing everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then eventually, after some serious crisis meetings, it was actually it was it was a joy to write him. And you know, like you, Aisha, I never I never thought about his maleness. But did you have any clue this was going to be such an overwhelming, amazing, massive success? Oh God, no, no, no! I don't think you can write expecting anything really, because uh, you're just set up for an entire career of disappointment. <laughs> no, I I had no idea. The day it happened, I was. 
waddling heavily pregnant to pregnancy pilates and <laughs> i knew that my american agent had sent it off but i just every year every time i wrote a book she'd send me the edited highlights of my rejections <laughs> um, and i came out of pilates and just checked my email and there was one from her there were about 10 from her but the last the most recent one in capitals in the subject line was you have to call me straight away. It's gone mad. Oh, that's um, amazing. Obviously, my phone died at that point. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'd come out without my wallet. I don't know what I was thinking. So I couldn't even get a taxi or a bus. I just had to waddle very slowly <laughs> home across Bristol and then followed the, the craziest 48 hours of my life where I spoke right. to 11 different editors in, in New York. And then the deal was set. And then my foreign, my translation agent called me and said, oh, my God, there's scouts across the world who've heard about your book and they want to read it. Right, so this is the point, um, if anybody's ever heard the podcast, um, I love to do a clubhouse initiation, which is actually just some quickfire questions that actually then also aren't quickfire, they're just really slow fire. So, so Daisy, where do you stand at a party when you don't know anyone? I will, because I feel like moving into my discomfort zone. I'm a good Catholic girl, pain is good, guilt is good, pain is good. Um, I will sidle up to someone and say... I like your back or your shoes and hope that sparks a conversation and then if it, that doesn't work I will leave. <laughs> Amazing. And um, how vivid are your dreams? Like whenever I've done a job and if I'm new at the job and I'm nervous about it, the dream becomes that job. And when I was a uh, checkout supervisor at Summerfield back in yeah. 2003, mm. whatever I was doing in the dream, I'd be like scanning things and there'd be other dream stuff going on. <laughs> I was like, what's the barcode for broccoli? <laughs> <laughs> How many marks out of 10 would you give your first kiss? It was a year oh, six disco and it was not, it was... It was an assault, Lucy, let's be frank. Simon <laughs> Neil was showing off in front of bigger boys, so I'd give it a... Um, I'd give it a three, because, oh, you know, I didn't no. get a call sore or anything. That's so. awkward, because he's new tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine! Shit, this is your life. Over <laughs> all of your mistakes! <laughs> imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now, imagine them getting even softer over time. I'm here to tell you about Bowl & Branch Sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl & Branch Sheets get softer with every wash. They're made from the rarest organic cotton and designed to get softer over time. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order with code BUTTERY. So head to bollandbranch.com today. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Aisha, are you ready? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is really penetrating questions. Are you ready? Yeah. Always. Do you use vouchers? <laughs> I, I don't. No, not vouchers. No. Got it. No. Too rich. No. Too rich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think is your biggest weakness? Uh, Nutella. Oh, <laughs> good choice. 
What is your favourite conspiracy theory? Oh, I love that question. Oh. I don't think I... I don't really believe in conspiracy no. theories. No. Oh, yeah, I'm such a, I know. Do you believe in aliens or anything? No, I'm oh. too literal, says the woman who believes in the afterlife. Yeah, ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> can you play any musical instrument? Uh, no, I can... I used to take um, piano lessons when I was a kid, um, but uh, I, we could only afford a keyboard. Oh, yes. Now, Rosie, are you ready? I'm really jealous of her questions. Just tough, um, tough luck. Sure. <laughs> Do you have any nervous habits? Yeah, pull my eyelashes. Oh, I don't yeah. pull them, I sort of roll them oh. and then bend them. Uh. But then they fall out. Yeah, they would. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What is your favourite supermarket? Well, I'm going to say Waitrose and don't hate me because that doesn't mean I'm necessarily Ooh. shocked for them. Missed <laughs> on my book sold in 35 territories. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, there's nothing <laughs> to love about those ultra-wide aisles and air of calmness and lush food. Um, I don't actually shop there because it's quite a long drive from my house. Um, so congratulations, guys. Uh, you have officially passed the Clubhouse initiation. So anyway, you are all established authors now. Do you feel like that yet? Is that real to you? Uh, no. 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 You invited me to come, and I was like, oh god, but there's proper proper writers on the panel with me. <laughs> I've got an idea of what it will feel like when I get right. there, and I imagine their lives, and they're really like. In my head, they get up, they do yoga, then the sun comes up every morning in a proper studio and like in, you know, nice clothes, not right. the skanky, sweaty things that I do my exercise in. And they, um, they sit down, they're having like a really good, right, they're feeling really calm when they do their writing, really relaxed. They don't spend any time like crying and swearing and <laughs> or on the internet. Ventilated or on the internet. Yeah. Then, you know, in the afternoon they take calls from their agent, talk about film deals. <laughs> and, um, in the evening they go and they have cocktails with Elizabeth Gilbert. This is quite, quite uh, specific and detailed <laughs> in this life that you're planning. When it have. happens to me, I can't it wait. Sounds like it's really lovely. <laughs> One day. Mm. I was saying this last night to somebody. Um, I feel less secure about the whole writing thing, um, writing book four, than I did book one. So yeah, it's, I think it's the weight of expectation. Which sure. book will it be that really kind of makes you a household name? Not Do you want note. to be a household name? Yes. Okay, cool. cool. Why wouldn't you want to be a household name? <laughs> like, write a, a, write a, a as, as a writer, as you a could writer. just go like sleep with some footballer, and you could. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I suppose yeah. I could do that. You, you have to do the job. Let's call Household name is like you'll be, you know, having a scone with Alan Titchmarsh talking about your latest, but which is what I think we should all be doing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Knows, do you read reviews? You three? Can't. Yeah, I do. do you? Yeah, I oh, what's wrong with you? Yeah, a lot. Wow, do yeah. you, do you, does it affect you? But I do you know, um, they used to, so the first review I got for my first book was a two-star. First it, one? Yeah, the first, That's very nice. first review on Goodreads. I had them down in Gildan. Um, and um, it, I cried for about two days. Oh, and, yeah. she was, and she was really patronising because she said, usually I adore books by South Asian women. <laughs> <laughs> You bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. But 
this one just really anyway oh, um, and I cried, but yeah but then after that then these amazing reviews started yeah. coming through like in the press and everything so it kind of it leveled it leveled everything and now I just <laughs> I read the one star reviews and kind of chuckle at myself do you and it yeah, doesn't bother no, you it doesn't, doesn't stay no, with you for days and cry sometimes <laughs> if I think they've said something that's true like criticism that I think actually yeah you know what you're right then that will stay with me but hopefully I'll you know, yeah, use that for the next book. But otherwise, yeah, I got like I get some great one star. <coughs> I haven't got a one star review for my third book yet. Yay! Which is on for sale, by the way. Um, <laughs> so go for it. One star review. Um, <laughs> if you like Lily <laughs> Townsend and Jonathan Cole. <laughs> but yeah, no, some of the one star reviews for Sophia Khan were kind of funny. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, one of my favourite ones was when a man, a Muslim man, said, "This woman doesn't know about Muslim women." Oh. oh. <laughs> she has not painted a correct reflection of no. Muslim women. Oh wow. <laughs> what I love <laughs> is when you look at what the one stars have all say reviewed, and they have given yeah. five stars to like a pack of dishcloths. Deservedly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> I didn't look for the sisterhood, and actually, I've even got my husband and willing friends. Like, if I get tagged. Because that's the thing on the internet is people will write a horrible review and they'll be like, "Hey, at you, what are you about? Bye, thank you." Um, so I get other people to read them for me, and I'm like, "Is it okay? Is it safe to say thanks for the review?" But I still remember vividly with the book before um, how to be a grown up being on holiday in France with my parents, and for this is gross, horrible, horrible habit. Um, I was. I looked, I was on the toilet, and I just found myself on Twitter. And number I one or number two? But seeing I had a new review, and it was a one star, and I can't, I managed to forget what it said, but, and I think it was probably, it's like, not as bad as expected, one star or something like not that. Not as bad as expected. But also thinking, Aww. I am on holiday. Oh. On the toilet. On the toilet. Relax, <laughs> my best place. place ever. Oh. My favourite place. Shriveled up my bowel movement. Why did I do that to myself on holiday? It's oh. madness. Well, last thing before going to bed. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh. Okay, well, I'm going to cheer us up by, uh, we're now going to play a game and I want some audience participation, guys. Ooh. I want to shout it, drunken shouting if possible. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's got there yet. Um, I'm calling it, whose tweet is it anyway? <laughs> terrible, don't laugh. I'm going to get you guys to read out a tweet and you lot have to guess which of these three said it. Oh, God. Oh, whoa. And you two can't get anywhere. Else. I didn't want this about this. No, I didn't. She didn't. This is about your poker face as much as anything else, guys. Okay. okay, so they're going to read it and they might be reading their own, they might be reading somebody else's, and you guys have to try and guess who <laughs> tweeted okay. this. So we'll start sure. with Daisy. So I'm reading this out. Yeah. Enjoying myself. Was going to post another smug food pic on IG and then decided to stop being a dick. <laughs> Who here is not a dick? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thank you. Everyone in Buenos Aires greets each other with a kiss on the cheek, even if it's the first time they've met. I lived there for a year and I liked it, but it still blows my mind that even the male gynaecologist I once had to see greeted me in that way. Daisy. <laughs> 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 oh, you look like a male gynaecologist person. <laughs> 
One of those writing days where you're basically waiting for the police to turn up and question you about your search history. I'm googling for my character, not me. <laughs> Any, any guesses? Who was it? <laughs> <laughs> I think that was Aisha. You're not allowed to guess. Oh, shit! That'd be a good bluff. Is it me? Of an identity crisis, <laughs> <laughs> I won't go to the little Tesco because their milk selection is rubbish, they only have almond. Tell me the sentence your brain was thinking when you realized you had become a twat. Okay, oh, that does sound like you've been busted. <laughs> Rosie, yeah, I remember that tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Northern Line. <laughs> 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 so predictable. <laughs> I always watch Countryfile thinking it's going to be lovely, soothing Sunday night viewing, and then there is always a man going fully screaming Paxman about way tax and rights for otters. <laughs> Daisy. Daisy. Uh, <laughs> Those clever tweets are Daisy. Yeah. Very ones are me. The ones that, you know, figure out. I mean, that's it, like, way is an intellectual red flag. <laughs> Hi from St Ives, where I just found my two-year-old trying to take a crap in a dog bowl. While I dealt with the dog bowl, he stole an entire block of cheese from the fridge. He took a few bites and then hid it somewhere and nobody knows where. <laughs> Did you ever find it? On the day we left. <laughs> <laughs> it was in the other dog bowl, <laughs> which was overturned and under the dog bowl. I mean, there wasn't, we didn't even have a dog with us. <laughs> I just texted my husband to tell him I was having an impulsive massage. I now realise that sounds as though I'm about to start fondling myself on the street. <laughs> <laughs> She loves the massage. <laughs> Who's this for? Is it for me? Yeah, you've got to read that. We are quite funny, actually. <laughs> in a cafe in Tooting, which is playing very sexually explicit swearing music, so perfect soundtrack when editing a children's book. <laughs> I think that's... Oh, no, I'm not allowed to <laughs> Daisy doesn't understand the scale. <laughs> she understands way, but she doesn't understand the scale. <laughs> Yes, that was that was Asia. Yes, it was. Well done. Um, oh yeah, last one. There you go, dude. You worked so hard on the kidney. Very special. <laughs> the kidney has a very special place in the heart. I'm kidding. That was Donald Trump, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's that. Thank you so much, guys. You are all brilliant. Um, we'll be signing books um, 
here, there, wherever you want to see, if you would like to buy any. Um, I'm slightly jumping on the bandwagon. These are truly, I'm going to yeah. buy Rosie's books. I've not read it yet. I'm so excited about You should buy them all. They're just really, truly brilliant. Um, and I, my book is also around. Yes. Are we new there yet? Which came out a couple of weeks so ago. Funny. And I've read so Lisa's book. It's probably hysterically. <laughs> You'll be fun. on the Thank you all for joining us this evening and towards those for hosting. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.